Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I am live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I'm going to talk about a couple of different things. I'm going to talk about a game of Conan 2D20 that I ran, probably going to talk a little bit about some of the games that I played over the weekend, some of the stuff that I did, and I'm going to talk about some of my kind of future plans and um, put in a, a shout-out. So um, some of the games that I have been running, I've actually been recording, and they are now up for watching as a video on demand, a YouTube video on the Dungeon Musings YouTube channel. So if you want to see me running some games, go to the Dungeon Musings YouTube channel, and you can see me running Pathfinder 2 in Zoth as well as um, Conan 2D20, the game that I'm going to talk about just right now. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. So, Conan 2D20. Conan 2D20, for those of you who don't know, is a game published by Modifius, and it uses their 2D20 system to um, emulate Robert E. Howard's Conan stories. And part of the selling point of this game originally was that it was going to be much more true to Robert E. Howard and his original stories than a lot of the other Conan games previously had been, and that it was going to fit the genre better and all of that sort of stuff. Um, arguable as to whether that is true, I think it is a really good game. Um, I think it goes, sometimes it runs a little bit slowly, combat wise um it can kind of slow down a little bit in combat as you measure each and every sword swing which i don't know that doesn't seem quite as robert e howard to me as i think something like barbarians of lemuria does but it is a really fun game and it's really <coughs> excuse me uh apologies i'm a little bit sick still um but it's a really fun game. It's really cool, and it's totally worth checking out. Um, I got to play it with three guys, Sean and Eric and George, and they all played characters that they created using Modifius's online character creator, which is really cool. It's really powerful. Conan has a really interesting kind of life path generation system. It's not like a true full life path, but it does give a whole bunch of kind of different options and and sort of like, you know, what what's your character's demeanor like and all of that sort of stuff. And um, it's not a full like, you know, you go from one event to the next event to the next event, like a, a sort of a true life path, but it is sort of along those lines. Um, and the effect is really cool. You end up with characters who are capable at a lot of things who, to my mind, feel like sword and sorcery heroes. They don't feel individually at character creation as capable as some of the um, sword and sorcery heroes from the literature. But I think that is more due to the limits of the role-playing game, that basically it's really hard to have a character who is as capable as Conan from the literature. Um, that's just, you know, it seems to me like it's... Um, I don't know. It uh, it it's a sort of balancing effect that you want characters who are just a little bit 
softer so that you have a reason to have a party of them as opposed to like Conan who can do who can try almost anything and succeeds most of the time and um, therefore he doesn't he's kind of a loner and that's not so good for um, for an RPG group I don't know I'm not entirely sure maybe I'm still more sick than I thought and just rambling uh, you know out of illness as much as anything, but Conan 2D20, the game was a lot of fun. We played this um, adventure that I created using the Game Master's Kit. Um, the Game Master's Kit has a really good sword and sorcery adventure generator built into it, and so we did this adventure called Fallen Ape, and um, Fallen Ape was a story about is this kind of group of adventurers who sign up to go find this lost island with this nobleman who is looking for a way to bring back his dead wife. The way to bring back his dead wife turns out to be to transform his daughter into her. They get they shipwreck on the island itself and um, have to fight the basically what remains of the crew because the crew are about to mutiny. Um, or are mutinying at the moment. Um, and then they go off into the jungle. The nobleman succeeds at his thing, but in the process, there's some demonic influence or something, right? Sorcery is evil in this setting. And so she turns into this weird, like, crazy um, half-vampire, half-demon thing and kills him. And then the player heroes have to, to fight her and then yeah that's that's the whole adventure um so it was a lot of fun um it was it worked pretty well it went a little more slowly than i expected i kind of had this idea that i was going to do it in three parts and i was going to do okay so the first part is on the island just after the shipwreck fighting the mutineers and then we go back in time and talk about kind of how you got here and then we go forward in time from that to the jungle temple and fight the the monster lady thing um ended up basically not having time for the go back and establish how you got here thing although that was all right which meant that the the actual adventure itself played out sort of like basically two big combat encounters with a sort of interlude in between um but it was still a lot of fun, and and Conan 2D20 really works for engaging combat. You know, it feels you you measure every single sword blow and every parry, and it feels like that. It feels really good. Um, the combat was a lot of fun. I think the players really got into it. Um, so yeah, if I did it again, or if I run when I run Conan 2D20 again, I think I'm going to try for something like a a heist or a, a sort of stealthy like mission, something in a city um, and that allows skilled characters who are not just combat monsters to um, have more to do, have more chances at succeeding at roles and kind of making meaningful impacts on the story and all that sort of stuff. Cause that is sort of one thing that is, I think a little bit of an issue with it is that if you, if you roll really well or if you build your character specifically, you can end up with a character who is an absolute combat monster um, 
who is better at combat than basically anybody could be at anything else and is just so deadly that it's not even, it's just ridiculous. Um, with that in mind, um, I still think Conan 2D20 is a really good game. It does remind me of one of the advantages, I think, of Barbarians of Lemuria. And Barbarians of Lemuria, one of the advantages, as I see it, is that um, in Barbarians of Lemuria, you don't. Um, every character is built at least at the start, about as combat-capable as every other character. You have just as many points to distribute between combat abilities as every other character. And what that means to me, in my experience, is that every character, excuse me, feels about as combat-capable. And that, I think, is a, a positive thing. It means that combat feels a little more kind of within the party balanced, even if everybody has a slightly different role, you know, you have one ranged character and one melee character and one um, magic character. Everybody is sort of at about the same level when it comes to getting into fights, assuming that you're able to fight in the specific way that your character likes to. And I think that's a good, I think that's a really good design element because it means that, um, you don't end up with the Conan 2D20 thing where you can have kind of one character shine in combat. It, basically, it means that um, if you have an adventure where the balance between skills and combat isn't even, you don't have to worry about the characters who focused on other skills because they can't really focus on other skills that much more than on combat. You don't have to worry about them feeling left out because there's too much combat or you don't have to worry about a combat character feeling like there's not enough combat because every character is good at all these different things. And I think Barbarians of Lemuria is really good for that. I think it's a really good system for the every character is good at lots of different things feel. Um, so yeah, Conan 2D20, it was a lot of fun. Um, I keep saying that, it really was. If you are interested in the session, go check it out on the Dungeon Musings YouTube channel. Kevin, I sent him the video and he put it up there and it's up there and people have been watching it and that's really cool. Um, yeah. Hey Arlen, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Enjoyed the episode. I really like Sword and Sorcery. It's one of my favorite genres. It's interesting, Pathfinder 2, that worked as well as it did. It wouldn't have been my choice, but I'm glad it worked out. Same with superhero games. But when you think about it, Conan's effectively superhero, so it kind of makes sense to use the superhero genre, or, you know, superhero games to emulate the Sword and Sorcery genre. Barbarians of Lemuria is my favorite way to do it, The with six, mighty successes, legendary successes, the career system, which lets you emulate multiple backgrounds. Um, I, I just think Barbarians Lemoria really, Simon Washburn really hit the nail on the head when he made that game. He really got that special magic going. And that's definitely my favorite system of choice. But I look forward to hearing more episodes in, of your podcast in this series. I look as you explore further games. So keep us updated and take it easy. So yeah, I totally agree that Barbarians of Lumaria, it hits the nail on the head. It's really good for what it is. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how it compares with, 
using I'm really, really interested in the idea of using mutants and masterminds as a way to um do sword and sorcery because I'm really interested in seeing how it is going to feel. Um, particularly because I actually, I know people feel differently about it. I kind of really like the way that, um, save versus damage works, at least the way that it reads to me. Um, for those of you who don't know, in Mutants and Masterminds, rather than having hit points, what you have are just conditions. And every time you are successfully hit by an enemy, you do a save versus damage. And based on your save, you get a certain condition mix. Um, and part of the idea of that is it's designed to reflect the kind of grind down and then one big punch to knock out the supervillain type thing. Um, I am interested to see how that works with sword and sorcery because I have always felt like hit points are a little bit of kind of a silly abstraction. Um, and in particular, I kind of, dislike the idea that while Conan's been taking, you know, minor hits, so he's at, you know, half hit points for this fight and prefer the idea of, well, Conan's gotten some bumps and bruises, so he's not quite as sharp for this fight because he's, you know, in a little bit of pain and he's a little worn out, but he's not like bleeding out everywhere. He's not, he's not reduced to half of his kind of sum of vitality or anything. I don't know that, Hit points as an abstraction have always seemed a little bit silly to me, and so I'm interested to see how it works with supers, um, with this supers game, mutants and masterminds, and how um, the gameplay works out. But yeah, um, thanks for calling in, Jason. I, like I said, I I agree. Barbarians of Lemuria is a great game. It's super fun. Um, I would run it all the time. Uh, we've talked a little bit on the Discord about me running it, so um, hopefully you get a. Hopefully, uh, we can figure out a time that works for you and me, and we'll play some Barbarians of Lemuria. And um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for calling in. Really interested to hear about your game ideas, Arlen. In particular, you're the first person I've heard really considering where their game is going to be played. And when I say that, I'm talking in terms of a platform specifically you mentioned roll 20 because your design uses pretty much buckets of dice you actually mentioned that it would be perfect for the roll 20 kind of platform and I, it occurred to me yeah why are we not taking those sort of considerations into our design a little bit more seem to be quite often looking to come up with a design that addresses a, a wider range of uh, platforms, but I'm interested in that specialism there. Thanks, Colin. Always good to hear from Colin Spike Pit. Um, I get to play with him uh, most Saturdays. I guess when he's not busy, he's busy sometimes in um, games. So, yeah. Um I uh, I agree. I think there's a little bit of there's 
sometimes a bit of reluctance to, or not even reluctance. I think that there's a lot of people in the mindset that games are played sort of both around the table and at a computer online. And for me, I do play both around the table and at a computer online, but I, I really like playing online. That's where I play with a lot of my friends online and I play much more online than I do around the table. Um, and I sort of had this idea that what if you made a game that was designed specifically for online play? You could do, because I think one of the things is you could do some really interesting um, stuff behind the scenes, right? You could have crazy math or or have tons of dice, or right? You could scale up. Roll20 doesn't care if you have one die or a thousand dice that you're rolling. It's all the same to it. I mean, I assume at some point it would get a little clogged up in the chat feed, but my idea was basically, yeah, why not do something that is sort of um, playable online specifically and have some of the crazy sort of math stuff, some of the stuff that you wouldn't, right? I feel like in person, it would be a little tedious to roll once, count the sixes, roll again, count them, roll again, count them, and roll out all of those exploding dice. But I think that in, in if you have the computer do it for you, that that could feel really cool. It could be really cool to, you know, you press the button and you see, oh, look at all those dice being rolled. Uh, that kind of huge scale of um, exploding successes. Cause I think that sounds really interesting. I think that sounds fun to me is to see those exploding successes um, and to take away the tedium of having to count successes and then roll and count successes and roll and count successes and having to find more dice and having to have tons of six siders and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, um, that's kind of where the concept came from in some ways. Um, and then the other thing, I really like the idea that Roll20, you can do some kind of funky dice math with it. Roll20 doesn't care what size die you roll. You can roll D7s or D15s or D31s, whatever you feel like. That I really liked the idea of you could do some kind of, yeah, some funky dice math basically, um, and Roll20 doesn't care, right? It's all the same to, to the computer. So, yeah, thanks for the call-in, Colin. I, I really appreciate it. Um, the Aristea thing has been a little bit on the back burner for a little while, um, just because I've been running and playing in a bunch of games. I Last week, I either played or ran something every day except Monday. And then this week I didn't do anything on Monday. Um, I'm hoping to do something tonight, Tuesday evening, and we'll see how that goes. And then um, Thursday I've got plans. So I think every day except sun Monday and then Sunday, probably for me this week. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling in Colin. And I, uh, uh, hope to talk to you more in the future. So that's the episode. That's the whole thing. That's, uh, you know, the the full, yeah, another Sword and Sorcery game down. Um, 
if I had to pick between Conan 2D20 and Pathfinder 2, it'd be a really hard choice. I like how quickly Pathfinder 2 flows playing online. I feel like it flows really well playing off the character sheet. Um, Conan 2D20 doesn't have quite as good character sheets. That, for me, is is kind of a bummer. Because, you know, having a good character sheet on Roll20 can make the game flow better. Um, and as I play mostly on Roll20, that's a... a consideration um anyway all that is to say that um i'm not sure if i'm gonna do any type of like comparison between i'm probably gonna do at the end a sort of comparison between the different games and talk about kind of what i did with them and and what worked and what didn't but um yeah sword and sorcery sword and sorcery is real cool keep doing the sword and sorcery thing keep listening to live from pelham's wasteland i've been arlen walker i've been live from pelham's wasteland and i will see you next time take care everybody